Well, welcome to podcast name. <laughs> we're working on it, but hey. here we are. We're doing it. Yeah. So uh, I'm Ian. I'm Jewish. I don't watch Christmas movies. I'm Felicia. I'm Christian. <laughs> oh, your family's going to listen to this. <laughs> no, I'm Felicia. I, I, I celebrate Christmas. And I love you Christmases. You love Christmas movies. It is my favorite time of the year. So, today um, uh, we watched one together. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I got him to do it. And we watched, uh, it premiered on November 20th on Lifetime. Lifetime's kind of one of my favorites. Not as good as Hallmark, but right. still goodies. I don't work there anymore. You don't have to say that. <sighs> you should. Um, but yeah, they're all good. So I, I figured this could be a podcast maybe of delightful television holiday movies. Yeah. I will say holiday movies because there is a Jewish movie. There's one. There's one out there. <laughs> there's, we will watch that one. Um, so yeah, we watched A Taste of Christmas. It premiered on November 20th on Lifetime. Oh, man. Um... As someone who knows all the Christmas movie tropes but hasn't watched them, there's a reason for that. Turns out <laughs> I was not a fan, although I, I do have to say it was better acted and produced than I was expecting. So. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited yeah. to hear you say that. Good for them. So <laughs> so this this movie, oh man. It can is, I? Yeah, go. Can, go I was going to say, can I first give the log line? Yeah, I mean, pretty much you're right. Uh, the best thing about Christmas movies is the same trope over and over again. So I hope you're ready for that. Um, so this is when Natalie learns her cousin Francesca must cancel the Christmas Eve opening of her new Italian restaurant. Natalie's heart goes out to all the guests who are planning on attending. Which is such a wild premise. Um, within five minutes, <laughs> we're like... Hey, here's this girl. She's cheery. She loves Christmas. Her friend is stuck in Rome because of a blizzard. So she's going to help the Italian chef who flew in to open up this restaurant, even though it's only three days before Christmas. Yeah, that premise got a little bonkers. <laughs> I didn't quite completely understand everything. My Oh, I forgot to mention the best part because you did mention yeah. you did like the acting and you like the production. I did have high hopes for A Taste of Christmas because this does also star um, Wait For It, Nia Vardalis. I, and I have no idea who that is. And that's a, my big fat Greek wedding. One of the best rom-coms, probably one of the best rom-coms in the modern day age. Um, yeah. of all time. So I had high hopes this would be at least decent to And watch. She, she was the big name, I mean, the only name I guess either of us knew offhand in the movie. And it was funny because it began with her trapped in Rome, so it was just a phone conversation. I thought they just had her, like, phone in oh, yeah. one scene. Absolutely. So when she shows, spoiler, she shows <laughs> up at the end, I was like, oh, wow, she does actually, like... <laughs> She's a real actor in this she movie. She actually had to like act with She's, other actors. Yeah, yeah. not just a, a eye, <laughs> eye drawer like plot point. I mean, she might have worked for, I thought she was going to work for one day. It was maybe a good two days yeah. of solid work for yeah. her. Five yeah. whole scenes. So. You think, and the whole, <laughs> what do you think the whole movie was like two weeks? 
three oh, weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For these protections, it's it's like a 14, 21-day, yeah. you know, this... ma'am, bam, thank you, ma'am. And, this, and I thought, because it takes place in the winter, I thought this was like uh, in Canada or something. It was filmed in Georgia? It was filmed in Georgia, which is, it goes back to what you're saying. The production was a lot better than yeah. you thought. There, there was some questionable CGI water and oh! snow. Oh, we have, can we wait yeah. till we get yeah, to yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that. I do love that. Um, so yeah, so that was the, the log line. And as you said... It started out with this big city girl. Yep, always. Having to go to the small town. Yep. To open a restaurant three days before Christmas. Which is just bad planning. I don't know why you would open up. Why would you open up a restaurant on Christmas Day? I don't really understand. And when she goes in this place, it's like dusty. There's paint (laughs) tape on the walls. It looks like it is three months from opening <laughs> except the kitchen is working beautifully except then the water isn't <laughs> and then they just fix the plumbing like there is wa- pipes bursting in the walls and then we never hear it again it's I mean, like the the best part about this movie is they say repeatedly over and over again how they only have four days three days it's uh, we have to open the restaurant and they are the whole 90 minutes of the movie is not shown at all of them actually getting the restaurant <laughs> they're, ready. They're doing small town, like, tree shopping. They're going to a cookie swamp. And it's like, you have three days. Somehow it got done, movie magic. But it's like literally months of renovation and opening just lasted by. And- we never saw any, like... And they just went decorating shopping. Yeah, they kept and then... talking about how no one's available to help, but they did zero work. <laughs> it was wild. The other arguably best part of the movie was in the beginning, she just picks up this dog. She's like, she does all sorts of jobs. She's a Jill of all, Jackie Jill Jack, of all. Jacqueline of all trades, yeah. she said. Yeah. So she picks up this little like Scottish terrier that she's dog sitting while she goes to small town. Just... Because they wanted a cute dog, and it was... It was, it was a very cute it dog. Was, it was well-behaved, it was well-groomed, it wore sweaters, like, great. There he, you go. He was my favorite part of the movie. I honestly think they just wanted, like, for bad edits, like, cut to the dog, reset the shot, like, whatever. You know, it was a... They, it was underutilized, the dog. They really yeah. should have used the dog more. But I want to talk... Uh, so yes, so, uh, the, the, so it's a small town girl. She goes to the restaurant. Um, where was I going? Oh, oh, about the tropes. Yeah. So, um, of course she meets the love interest of the movie. I don't know. Again, spoiler. It turns out to be the chef of the restaurant is the lead romantic interest. Um, well, you could tell when she's sneaking into the restaurant she sees a guy rummaging through the kitchen, and her first thought is it's like a thief or something. <laughs> like stealing. He's, cl- he's clearly cooking. Yeah, yeah. The, the burners are on the pots. And like she picks up. I mean, I thought this was a funny gag, but ridiculous. Like she picks up a wooden spoon and she swings, gives it some test swings. And then she picks up like a potato masher, gives it some test swings. And then she goes to grab a pot and burns her hand. And then he turns around and is all grumpy and logical and then they're like oh we know each other we're kind of working together and then he says 
we will not be able to have this feast that they have. Yes. The, uh, it's called the Festa di Natale, which is the big Italian feast, and they have multiple courses. And uh, that's what they're going to serve to these very like small, intimate guests. And it was like, okay, they talked about the reservation she didn't want to cancel. Yeah. Which I'm still not 100% sure what the reservations were, because then it was added that they would host the choirs. The, the, yeah, the carolers, who apparently also came from Italy. Italy. Yes. And none of their family, they could go back because of the storm. Or exactly. Something. The it's storm like, is a big, it is is ruining everyone's plans the, in this small the, town. Yeah. America. Is just tied to Rome oh, somehow. Oh, and then, oh, we forgot about, okay, so those are the two, the two romantic leads, yeah. which is also coupled with the two uh, teenager love interests stories and the the boy in it is also stuck in the small town because he was supposed to go to italy as well yeah to meet his parents but because of the storm he's stuck so three people in the small so town many people <laughs> literally 80 percent of this town is throwing away their christmas plans due to a snowstorm in rome it is wild and he he starts talking to the the uh the late uh the te- high school girl lady with braces she's like oh i'm looking for temp work so she's working in the restaurant so then she goes to recruit him because they're the only high schoolers in and town and you're talking about the first awkward scene <laughs> and that's it's happening so painfully awkward it's like i'm like i get the joke of like oh high schoolers talking to each other it's really weird when they're but it was i mean one they were schoolmates but not even friends or interested so it's like surely they've conversed before and this is just for a business holiday thing like they they were acting like it was middle schoolers asking out on their first date yeah it was no it was just like hey do you want a job over the holiday season that's all that needed to happen but it was drawn out with miming and (laughs) and like five minutes of awkwardness and halfway through this movie i was like or we almost over. <laughs> I know we were halfway. So, so scenes like that, you know, even if played kind of for laughs, is like, oh, that's I, I'm my mind cannot handle this right now. <laughs> but then the, once they warmed up, I thought they did fine. It was just like that scene was so plotting. Ah, but uh, and I will also say what I really what I did notice. Yeah. Um, with the teenage girl, and I did really appreciate it because. I don't know if you know this, Ian, but I wore braces when I was in eighth grade all the way up to my first year in college. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, so I appreciated the teenage lead girl having, having braces. braces. Yeah. I thought that was an odd choice to have an actress and have it, braces, but it did. It comes back it in the end. It comes back, but it is like... Just in a, it's like a small, subtle, like self-conscious thing, and they don't make a big deal out of it, which is very modern yeah, and progressive. Sweet. Yeah. I actually, I had upper braces in early in high school because when I got this tooth removed and the implant put in, they said like, "Hey, when you do that, uh, no bottom braces, top retainer. When you do that, your teeth try to close in the gap, and like we need that gap filled." So I had one row of braces so for how long uh it was just i think a year okay yeah you do w- realize i had braces for 
five years. I, sorry. I'm I'm not, I'm, I, I don't <laughs> want to play whose pain is worse, <laughs> but... Let's <laughs> <wasn't> try <trying laughs> to compete about uh, orthopedic <laughs> assistance or what? Orthopedic? Wrong one. Uh, orthodontist. There you go. Whatever. Um, Ortho... That thing. <laughs> Everyone knows what you're talking Yeah. So I did appreciate the inclusivity of abled teeth. They had two black people. And I you knew exactly where I was going. And then the the school teacher that is like the the shepherd for, you know, the Natalie, the incoming girl who's here to help open the restaurant. She's the one that's Showing Natalie all the other community members. And yeah, the guy she was town. kind of the sassy <laughs> slash wise best friend. So that was, again, very tropey of the kind of token <laughs> actor. And then the guy in the back of the truck selling Christmas trees. Yes. But he also had the wisdom of just buy two trees, idiots. Uh, and then they immediately agreed on the one tree after the whole scene was them disagreeing. So yeah, again, so which it goes back to the other classic trope that they bring up is um, she, of course, is the happy, optimistic, mm-hmm. leads with her feelings and intuition yeah. versus the chef who is grumpy and is very logical. Yeah, they say logical so many so times. many times. They say logical. <laughs> As many times as they say this feast is canceled. <laughs> Which come, they say it like four times. No, it's canceled. There's no time. It's canceled. It's impossible. We're canceling it. Uh, and then, you know, they see the carolers are so sad they can't go back to... So the carolers can't... Go, I'm jumping ahead a little bit here. The carolers can't go back to Italy, but the snowed-in star lady makes it... Oh yeah, to that's, the small town that, is, to that is a flaw. Show yes. up as a miracle. It's like uh, planes go both ways, guys. Uh. <laughs> but maybe being um, devil's advocate in the Christmas spirit, yeah. maybe they were so looking forward to this Bon Feste de Natale at this opening restaurant. Yeah, um, that they didn't want to go back home to Italy. That yep. Let's go with that. <laughs> uh, so, um, so the logic come is really logic is the only source of conflict in this movie really because chef guy um jills yes jills marnie from um, sex in the city from sex in the city yeah i did not realize this i mean oh well when he first comes on the screen as not the intruder making dinner or food in the restaurant yeah um, he, I, I turned to Ian, of course, I'm like, oh, I am hooked because he is very Italian with a thick accent and he's just like tall and dark and very Italian with his, his Italian mannerisms yeah. and hand gestures and his strong accent, strong accent. And they throw in like every known, like, oh, bone, ciao bella, yeah. like a Italian usage. Really a lot more than necessary. Way more than necessary and still very elementary Italian. I felt very good that I could use my Italian. You couldn't follow it. I could follow it. I felt From high smart. school yeah, Italy. My, yeah. my high school Italian I could use. I felt so good. And uh, spoiler alert, I was a little disappointed that he was not actually Italian. And I felt like his accent maybe <laughs> maybe a bit put on. Um, I was blinded by his good looks. Yeah, no, that's understandable. In the the whole last scene, 
They put him in a very tight sweater. I think they realized how hot he was and that they weren't utilizing his hotness mm-hmm. correctly. Yeah, they're like, it's winter. We can't take his shirt off. How are we gonna? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, of course, I thought there would be a little more drama. I mean, if that's not a drama enough for a small town girl and a pessimistic guy and opening a shop up and restaurant in four days. Oh, and we also forgot that the person who organized the carolers is also Oh yeah. The food critic. Yeah, yeah. And he he runs the what's hot in this tiny town and he's never <laughs> written a positive a no, glowing food written, review. Yeah. At the end he's like, I've eaten food all over the world. No one has ever suggested he's ever left this town until then. <laughs> You know, like he does have a British accent, which gives credence to his like palate and sophistication. Yeah, right. That's what England is known for. (laughs) Um, But then it's like, oh, this is the best meal I've ever had in my life, which is a little heavy there, critic guy. Like really laying it on thick. But that just added to the drama of everything and the craziness. Yeah, they kept heightening like, well, she can't make it. You only have four days. Oh, now you're doing the feast, but if the feast fails and you get a bad review then your whole restaurant's going under and the chef is like i put every dollar i had into this and it's like dude what about the lady in italy like she's the one funding this restaurant he's like she owns it but i'm the cook in the first scene i'm the chef and this is my kitchen it's like not adding up you're just just piling on the uh the stakes here and i mean is going back to Parma, Italy, the worst thing <laughs> right? that could happen? Right? Oh, no. <laughs> I have to leave this small town for Italy. Wow. Uh, so. Um, and then, to add to all that drama, there's also, and I was a little disappointed in this fact, that uh, I thought there would be more drama with one of the carolers, turns out, is Italian, also from the same city as the chef is. Yeah. And I thought there would be a little bit more of a, like, drama. Yeah, there was them. almost a love triangle. It was threatened to be a love triangle yeah. in, like, two scenes. And then they resolved it. Yeah. And like, no, I like you. I gave her a job. We're done. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. Because he was super logical. And yeah. on his logical list was uh, someone who cooks. Yep. Someone Cur- who he could speak with. And, yeah. like, it was <laughs> it was not a very uh, sophisticated it, list of needs that really he had. It really wasn't, no. Um, but, yes, the, the lead actress, Natalie, or character Natalie. Was uh, none of those. Yeah, it was none of those things. So she thought she couldn't do it. Oh, so. Uh, yeah, the we, list. The list. I was thinking scenes, favorite scenes. Mm-hmm. That you were talking about the water, the plumbing water yes. thing. Yes, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so one of my favorite things is, again, they're talking about this restaurant that needs to open it and all the issues that it has. So, of course, oh, no, there's no water in the restaurant. So this very hot actor character goes in, tries to fix the pipes. Oh, no, the pipes burst. Yeah. And he gets all wet. And I'm literally just going, yeah take that shirt off. Yeah, right. Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. The lady goes and she futzes around. I don't know what she thinks will be different. She gets soaking wet. Yeah, I was a little disappointed. I saw no no hot shirtless man. And I just saw like, that's not how plumbing works. That is not how plumbing works. Oh, and then, and you were talking about the CGI plumbing. Yeah. Uh, 
Like, the actual spray water wasn't enough when they do, like, sort of the wide shot. Just, it was, like, After Effects basic image just in the bottom third. They just have, like, CG water spraying everywhere. <laughs> really was, heightening was... things, right? <laughs> it's bad. Uh, um, and then if you're wondering uh, what happens to the plumbing, the high school kid, yeah. who also is a part-time worker at the hardware store, but he didn't work at the hardware store this time because, of course, he thought he, thought he was going to Italy, Italy uh, who is now also their chef and sous chef to the chef. Yeah, they really loaded a lot on these <laughs> high schoolers. Who then also figures out the plumbing situation. Yeah. He, he mentions that, that the lady calls the municipal district to ask some questions or something. Like, no, it was a team effort. She did remind him, like, to turn the main on afterward, which, again, is... And it wasn't just underneath the sink. It bursts in multiple, multiple places. I don't even know who did the pipes for this building because water was coming from places they would not need to run water lines. <laughs> Why is there water in the ceiling? Uh, so that they resolved that i guess it it worked out yeah but um, so the logic list was... oh yes and so as the the chef is now teaching his new mentee about love oh, and what's logic he logic in life food yes. and love yes or something. that's what they it was. said that multiple times yeah um and so as he's listing off okay so I hope you know where I'm going with this later on. So he, the chef, oh my goodness, what is his name? I, <laughs> I'm going to just keep calling him the chef guy. The chef guy. Um, Stefano. His name is Stefano. So Stefano is listing off his logical reasons for love, which is, again, the the speaks and can raise children. Very yeah. superficial list. He tells the boy that he should be doing the same thing for love. Yeah. And uh, this very impressionable boy <laughs> takes this meaning to heart and then then writes his own list. His own, next to Stefano's, <laughs> it's one sheet of paper. Stefano's is on one side, his is on the other. That's really just so both of the ladies can run into the same list and be like, oh no, I'm not the love interest here. Even though there are literally no other women in this <laughs> this movie. No, that we've named them all right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. And his list is what likes baseball, likes kung fu movies, and, and has, a, has, has a nice smile. smile. And she embraces on oh, boohoo. Um, but yeah, so she finds they're they're like hitting it. Okay, so oh god, oh oh this scene, this it's beautiful in its like terribleness. So they're at the cookie swap. <laughs> They're in. Oh my god! I forgot about this. Okay. The the ladies, they're like, oh no, there's a cookie swap. The high schoolers like, I can make cookie bars. So they make it looks like a friggin' train wreck. They're just throwing like dough and graham crackers in a blender. Yeah, she gets a potato masher and they're getting the bottom the bowl. Yeah. And they're and then getting just all these in, oh, in the blender, cocoa powder just on top of it. And, up, and then it comes out of the fridge like beautifully decorated <laughs> and cut and everything. So, but the point is they leave the kitchen a mess. So then the guys come in, they're like, oh no, the kitchen's a mess. So they somehow find this small town cookie swap. <laughs> 
so the ladies get in trouble. So then the two high schoolers go off together because they're like, oh, he's scary. So th- <laughs> they're at this. Now there's a festival going on. The first town festival. The fir- and they say, they say, oh, we'll go back to the restaurant and clean the kitchen. They don't. They go to this <laughs> festival just to goof off and like have their almost romantic moment when she finds this guy's list. And, like, breaks down and yells and runs off. <laughs> and then she, you know, she runs up to Natalie, Natalie and hugs her and is like, oh, I'm so upset. He was being so logical. <laughs> and Felicia and I looked at each other like, was that supposed to be an outtake, a joke? And then they never shot it again? Like, I mean, it is... He she like I was expecting to be like he's so mean he's so rude like I don't know if yeah. they can say dick or yeah. something on Lifetime there were appropriate words she could have said but no she said logical he's so logical <laughs> and he wasn't even logical she read his list that says logic on it and he's trying to be like no no that's not it don't read that and like it's not even him being logical so I I mean. That was the laugh line of the movie for us. It was it was the best line. The dog was the best character, and that was by far the best yeah. line. Yeah, so see this movie, I guess. I don't know. It's... <laughs> so, no. <laughs> so, we, okay. So, uh, I don't... What was it that brought them all together? Oh, The crying carolers. Yes, so the carolers, they they're, were, they're, this is it. They've had it, yeah. both Natalie and Stefano They had their agree conflicts. That they're like, it's done, we're going to not be able to do yeah. the, the big For the Christmas four, dinner. The fourth time they're canceling <laughs> the feast. So, of course, they go... And all of a sudden, in the stairway is of this all, hotel of the hotel are all the carolers. I'm thinking someone died on yeah, the plane. They're all just or sitting there crying. <laughs> I really thought something horrible. I was like, someone has died. Yeah. But no, they're just all very sad that they won't be able to make it home to see their family and their for Christmas. Fiance. And they keep saying like, "Oh, Christmas alone is so sad." <laughs> and you know, as a Jewish guy, it's like it's one day out of the year, guys. <laughs> You know, and I I don't mean that like, oh, Hanukkah, we have eight days. It's just like, okay, you miss a holiday. These things happen. You're all adults. <laughs> but but at least they have this grandiose dinner that they're yeah. looking forward to. And then, of course, Natalie and Stefano realize they have to continue with the dinner. And the young couple and this new formed couple joined together and they put all their effort into decorating the now restaurant that is somehow somehow completely already renovated yeah. which they've never talked about before <laughs> uh so they decorate they cook and uh we go to the scene of course when you talk about how the critic organizer mayor guy says after the third meal uh the third course this is the best, best. D- Best meal, best dinner, best pasta he ever yeah. had. And then, and it's, this restaurant is full. There's one big yeah. family style table with like a dozen people on it. And then there's another six folks just standing, yeah. just leaning against the wall chatting. Like, I don't know, are, are you holding your plate uh, yeah. or what? Yeah. It was. I don't know why they're back there, why there aren't other tables. Yeah. I don't know why this all couldn't have been canceled in the first place. Um, and then... And this, for me, as someone who 
likes my meals in peace and efficient, then like the last thing they're like, oh, let's go around the table and say what we're thankful for this Christmas. So that the basically so the love interests can finally say like, oh, I love you and, and kiss. And it's like one, you've known each other for four days. Now. Oh, yeah. So yeah, they really went at it, too. Like that. Was it was a very long, drawn out, kiss. very long and very public, um, and very public. <laughs> in front of the whole town. Um but, you know, I was just like, come on, guys, we've been standing in the back of this restaurant eating for two hours. Like, skip the what are you thankful for? <laughs> I want to pay my bill and get home. Um, yeah. So it's a taste of Christmas. It had it all. It had big city, small town, the possible love, like third love interest that didn't really pan out. There was the grumpy grudging you know and versus the optimistic everything is great oh and the lead natalie also learned um that she liked the small town charm and that's wanted a surprise to stay, yeah and she was going to commit i guess to one job and not yeah. the eight a- jobs apparently she had. her multi-job thing was some sort of uncertainty and fear yeah. and inability to commit yeah that was and I thought it was about the economy. It yeah. was not. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> not a gig economy. This is a relationships metaphor, apparently. So, um, so yeah, a taste of Christmas had it all. Um, <laughs> it, it, so for your first movie, you you watched it all. I watched it all. I paid attention. It felt a lot longer than it could have been, um, but it was like ninety minutes. Uh, the Hulu ads maybe made it. <laughs> longer so we'll have to do something about that we will um and i enjoyed it i will say hopefully uh i enjoy all these christmas movies uh i was filled with a little hope i learned something and uh yeah i give it a solid b I'm, i was trying to think of something creative to say what like that beast could stand for yeah but i can't i'll think about that in first you give future. it four out of five mystery sauces <laughs> Uh, <laughs> mistletoes mistletoes uh cookie swaps yeah i want a cookie swap oh my goodness oh no this is weird to add now uh, too late it's he, going in he, he so he burns the panettone which is the italian oh. bread yeah <laughs> that's gonna be served as the dessert and they have the great idea of now serving the cookies that they got at the, at cookie, the cookie swap, swap the day before <laughs> So everyone's expecting an Italian dessert, and they're like, oh, these are those cookies we had yesterday. Okay, cool. I guess that worked. I just thought that very funny. I was like, there could have been other things they could have done. But, yeah, there was um, no real need for that. It didn't tie any loose ends up. Or... But I will say the good thing you brought up, uh, this time we did watch it with Hulu with commercials. I'll pony up and pay the extra I mean, $4.99. I can... Um, but we did Cover see commercials it. for some of the other future Lifetime movies. That's true. Can I name some Go of them? Go for it. I'm that looking you have for, to look yep, forward here to? Here we go. This is my future. Uh, Dear Christmas. This is starring Jason Priestley. So Ooh. I'm really looking forward to that. Okay. Merry Little Christmas Wedding. I told you that's with Kelly Rowland of Destiny's Child fame. Uh, then there's People Presents Once Upon a Main Street. The Christmas Listing. Too Close for Christmas. Let's meet again on Christmas Eve, Christmas Ever After. That does look like there's, you know, 
inclusivity of Ooh. all oh, okay. uh, disabilities, abilities. Huh. Uh, the Santa Squad, Christmas on Wheels, Christmas on the Vine. Uh, very much looking forward to Mario Lopez and Feliz Navidad. Navidad, D-A-D is all capital, so apparently <laughs> there's probably a single father. Here. Single father, yes! This is going to be some dream daddy stuff. <laughs> Homemade Christmas and the Christmas edition. That's only on Lifetime. Then we also have uh, Hallmark. Hallmark. We're, Netflix is Netflix, getting into this. Uh, and uh, Hulu is doing yeah. some stuff as well. So there's plenty of material for us to mine. Yeah, it's going to be more about my own patience and tolerance for the Christmas spirit. And I would say journey. Yeah, Because okay. <laughs> what, what could happen is you could, your Grinch-like heart wow. could grow to be uh, yeah. six times bigger. I don't remember what it is. Whatever it is, I'm sure it's terrible for your blood pressure. <laughs> so, yeah. That's, uh, uh... That's episode one. Episode one. In the can. Thanks for joining us for Name of Podcast. <laughs> and you can also uh, make any suggestions on what TV movies we watch. And you can certainly email us at Felicia and, and Ian Podcast.com. And that has at no gmail.com. What did I say? You just said dot com. Oh, crap. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, we'll fix it in post. <laughs> Podcast.gmail.com. Podcast. No S. Thanks so much, everyone. Okay. <laughs> Bye.